With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to JamesHBrown.com. in Edmonton football history provided by a gentleman who I think is one of the best broadcasters currently working in our country. Dustin Nielsen joins me here on Inside Sports. Hey, Dustin. Very kind words, man. Well, That's I mean really them. Nice I sincerely you, yeah. mean them. Well, thank you. This is so weird. Like, this is great. We've been buddies for a long time, and this would have never been allowed in the past. So, well, that's this true. is awesome. Thanks I, for the invite, I'm man. Bring, I'm bringing in all the TSN <laughs> talent. Gregor, well, Gregor was here less than a week after it happened. Oh, boy. I jumped all over that. Yeah, fresh wound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you were away when it happened. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on a golf trip for uh, four or five days. So uh, it was it was weird because then when I came back, it kind of went through all the, uh, the motions again. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I do have the CFL on TSN, and uh, I love doing those games. And sometimes I might get a little carried away. But, uh, you know, that play well, itself I th- I was, didn't think you were carried away. was pretty were, crazy. I thought you were describing <laughs> what you saw. And I think, I mean, sometimes you, you just have to, I mean, you ever remember the Al Michaels overtime Vikings and Packers late nineties? I still remember that. They're going to say that he caught it. He did what? <laughs> like sometimes you, you can't just say, yeah. oh, Smith passes to Jones. Brown blocks it. Like sometimes you're just going to be well, like, are you seeing this? The, like I've always said like, there are moments in football games that are bigger than others. There are moments in football games that are stranger than others. So those ones need to be called different than the other, than the other ones. Right. right. And that play itself, like the one thing that I've heard a lot from that call um, from people, they said, Dusty, you said exactly what we were thinking. And I said, well, that's because I view the game. Like, I must view that game that way. Like, I, I get very much involved emotionally, not from one team or the other, but just the game itself, right? And uh, when Cornelius threw that ball, all I could think of is, what is he doing? Yeah, and plus, it being obviously on television, yeah. you don't have to flat out describe it though it was interesting what, what the way Morley and Dave called the CJ Sims oh Rouge. buddy they were just going they were just saying CJ oh no you gotta get it CJ so even though you could tell what's happening even if yeah or the, or the listener would know okay either Sims is giving up a safety here or he's well that was that was perfect because I called that game as well and when it went into the end zone I was doing it on TV so I wasn't as descriptive I kind of just said Oh, he's just going to concede the point. Like I cuz I was I was quiet for a bit because I 
couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then it was funny, you know, you know, obviously with CFL and TSN, you know, I'm not cheering one way or the other for a team, and which is great because I'm almost a homer for both sides, right? I get excited for all the touchdowns and all the plays. But I remember looking over at uh, Morley and Dave as like an Edmonton resident, and we looked at each other and we just kind of shrugged because they're they're right next to me, just a pane of glass in between us in in Regina, and we lo- all three of us kind of looked, and it was just like this. <sighs> Like it's it's never gonna end, right? So, yeah, that was a. It's been a they look, they haven't won, but there's been some memorable moments so there, far. There in have the been, there have been. Well, yeah. I was, I was, I said, when was it? It might have been after that game. That as a broadcaster and even as a human being, I hate the word. I've come to hate the word unbelievable. Yes, especially in sports. And I was saying in the context of okay, in hockey, a goaltender is caught out of position and then dives back across the crease and makes a glove safe. That's not unbelievable. It probably happens two or three times a week in the NHL. Yeah, a hole in one in golf. It's not unbelievable. I mean, I had they a, happen. Like, I had a young lady on the show last week who got two holes in. Did one you talk to her? Room. I saw that. Yes. I saw that story. Taylor, yeah, Taylor Ma. So, but. The, the way the Elks have continued to lose is is borderline unbelievable when you combine everything together. Yeah. The third and goal, the left-handed interception. Do you go? Do you go back and so we played the audio there? Yeah. And you were laughing. Now I have had other broadcasters on in person, and then when I've played their audio, they've cringed because some people hate listening to themselves. Yeah. You don't yeah, care? No, I, I mean I don't go back and watch every game, but I I like to hear how I hit it in bigger moments. And to be honest with you. I think people are lying if they don't. I mean, as a play-by-play guy, you live for those big moments. And, I mean, that one was – I get pretty carried away. I don't want to say I black out in certain moments, but I went back and listened to that one that night when I got back to the hotel and or home or wherever. And uh, I didn't realize. I said, what is he doing twice? Like, back-to-back. Because I said, what is he doing? What is he doing? Like, I (laughs) – I didn't realize it until I went back and listened to it, but I don't I don't go home and watch every single... In fact, I spend most of my time watching the other games that I didn't do just so I know what's happening around the right. league, right? So I don't really have time to go back and watch that. But nowadays, with everything being clipped on Twitter, and it was impossible for me to go on Twitter after that and not see it being tweeted at me a thousand times. Right. So it was... Uh, well, and then your good friend Jay on, right? Did a yeah, little What Is Happening segment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that we, was We may that have was kind something of similar coming up. Oh, a little, oh boy. A later on. <laughs> yeah, it is... I, I don't go back and listen to myself very much big moments or or sometimes the start of overtime open line after an Oilers game and I've found I don't generally single things out to listen to unless I thought something went really well or really poorly Mm -hmm. and then if you give it a day or two and listen to it I found it was never as good or never as bad as I felt in the moment yeah you know the odd time like there'll be you know when you do a radio show for 14 years there's the odd moment where I'm like oh should I have said that or did I handle this well or was that dead air and usually when you go back and listen and I didn't I didn't listen I'm I'm, like I like consuming other content, so I don't. I would never go back and listen to my morning show ever. But if something where I was getting a bunch of texts, I was like, I can't believe you said this. I'd go back and listen. And usually it's not. It's usually it's it's not as bad and it's not as great as you you thought it was. Maybe the time when you did something hilarious, you know, like it just doesn't come across that way. Yeah. Well, and I, I always tell myself too, this the the job is very important to me because I I love it. But in the grand scheme of things, there's like thousands of guys around the world doing what I'm do, doing today. So there's less now than there used to be, though. So there, well, every day you're more important, yes. Reed. Like. Well, especially yes, yeah. talk radio in Edmonton, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Well, so, so let's just circle back to that for a yeah, second. Yeah. So how, how did you find out you were on the golf trip? Yeah, just I mean, just how anybody would kind of find out. You know, a phone call. 
hey, we're killing the station. And, you know, I told you earlier off the air, like, we would have to have been pretty naive as an employee over there with the radio station when, you know, the company had already done that to three of the TSN sports stations. You know, when that happened two years ago, I was already kind of thinking, you know, what what would, you know, it's going to happen at some point. And, I mean, no breaking news here, but it'll probably happen in Toronto and it'll probably happen with Sportsnet in Vancouver and it'll probably happen with all of them because that's just the way content nowadays are going. So it was still... It sucked because I had that job for 14 years and I absolutely loved everything about it. Um, but, you know, you kind of had to assume it would be coming at, at, at some point. And it just, it inevitably is going to happen to everybody, no matter what career you're kind of in. So, yep. um, but, you know, it was uh, it was tough. I was on a vacation so I wasn't with, like, my wife and kids, so my wife knew, but I didn't tell my kids until I got home. So that was kind of tough. But, yeah, I mean, life goes on, and in the end, I think we're going to be all right. Well, it will. But I mean, the the end of anything is rarely pleasant, unfortunately. Yeah. Right? So yeah, no, that, so yeah exactly. Tell yourself that. It's like when they told me, hey, we're going to shut down 1260, I wasn't like, yes, on to the next thing. Right. You know, like, that wasn't the case. I, I love the people I worked with over there, um, and even the people who are still there on the other stations, great people. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm sad overall in general for sports coverage in Edmonton, man. Like, you know, you guys have done a good job for a long time. I thought we did a good job for a really long time. And, you know, just slowly that starts to kind of get taken away. And I think this is a great sports market. Um, and, you know, hopefully the, uh, the coverage is there for people moving forward. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I guess things are always changing. I mean, we know what the internet and phones and yeah, all that. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm not being one of those guys like, oh, I can't believe things change. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. no, things change, but it doesn't mean the the older ways are bad. Yeah. But, I, but I do understand but, yeah, like, access uh, is different. When, when you look at our group of guys, you know, we had the same group over there for a long time, and you and Stoff have been here for like, there's a good group of sports broadcasters in this city and we also are in a city that has produced many great national sports broadcasters as well right like a lot of the guys you see out there true. were here whether it was in the 80s or the 90s or whenever um you know so i feel proud that it would kind of come from that that legacy right yeah that's a yeah. Good, that's a good way to put it for sure so you did the morning show for 14 years yeah what time would you get up uh not as early later as when I first started. <laughs> yeah, but my, my alarm would go off every morning, 4.20, 4.30, and I only lived like seven minutes from the station. Oh, so God, it wouldn't okay. take me long to actually get into work. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would do that. I'd get up about 4, let's say 4.30, maybe 5 on a slow day, and then I'd get in, usually get there by like 5.15, 5.20. Eric would is in a little bit earlier, prep the show, bang it out. And then, you know, I do a couple podcasts. So so. I, well, I don't even know what time you started because I'm See, never... 6 to 10 it. every morning. 6 to 10. So we go on the air at 6. That's a long you know, show. When I was in... It was a long show. Um, you know, I think three hours is a real nice wheelhouse for a morning show. Four hours is kind of long. But when I was in Fort Mac, man, we'd go on the air at 5. So I'd get up at 3.30 in oh, Fort McMurray. And that... Is the middle of the night. That like is, like that's yeah. that was ridiculous. And was that five to ten? That was a f- no, that was a five to niner. But we had yeah. to be on at five because the traffic up to the oil sands was insane. I remember you're going to think this is really stupid, but, but I was uh, it was in Rexall Place, and we were up on the catwalk. Yeah, and. I don't even know if I was doing this job or it was the two years I was producing Bob's show and I would just go get post-game interviews. Yeah. And I remember walking by you, and obviously we'll tell the story of how we first knew each other, but, <laughs> but uh, I, I remember walking by you and you were like on your computer, and I was like, oh, hey, Dustin, you were kind of like friendly, but you kind of like you didn't want to talk. I was like, oh, are you doing this? He's like, well, I'm just prepping my show. And I kind of walked away and I was like, 
why is he prepping his show during the second intermission? And then I realized, like, oh, yeah, because he has to get up and immediately start doing it. <laughs> go to bed, so yeah. he has to yeah. prep it at 9 p.m. the night before. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did a lot of that. I mean, my wife, I'd be like, my wife, my wife would be like, what are you doing? Watching sports? And I'm like, yeah, for work. Like, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a great gig, right? So, yeah, but, yeah, when we <laughs> – you, you remember the first time we met, right? At the job interview? Yes. You, yeah. Well, I don't remember exactly. And you didn't give said. it to me. I did not hire Dustin. No, he did not hire me. I mean, I was, I was heartbroken. No, I was, I was applying for everything back then. That was in As Lloyd. Should have. Right? I was applying for everything. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember in Lloyd. Did I tell you the story of how I got to that interview? No. So I had a crappy Ford Taurus. I think this was oh no, it was been oh four. Would have been spring. yeah, yeah, would have been with that. So I had a Ford Taurus that had a crack in the exhaust manifold, so I couldn't turn the heat on, or else the exhaust would come into the car. And I came out to see you in like the middle of the winter, so I had to wear a Bella Calava and a blanket over my suit while I drove out, and oh I had to stop God. in Vagreville to let the car warm up a bit with the windows down, and then I drove out and, and met you. But I can't remember if it was you or somebody else, but I remember. Because I was based here at the time because I was doing, like, play-by-play for John Short on, yep. like, any sport, any time and stuff. And um, I don't know if it was you or another job I applied for, but I remember doing a follow-up call. And on the voicemail, I forgot my phone number. And I just, like, stumbled and hung up. And I was like, oh, I might not get this uh, gig. That was, but, that was me. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I, I don't mind talking about this. And this, like, just as I joke, so I'm like, well, Reed's the guy that didn't hire me. I mean, we've all been, <laughs> trust me, in this business – Actually, I might have the record for rejected jobs all the time I worked in Lloyd Minster. So, but, so what happened was uh, I, I was in Lloyd, and the sports director, uh, Greg Buchanan, left, who'd been there quite a while, and I'm still in touch with Bucky, as we, as okay. we call him. And so I got promoted to sports director, and so then they're like, yeah, you get to hire the next person. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I remember I interviewed four people, but the person I hired had just finished his practicum there. Kevin? Right. Yes, Kevin. Oh, Jesus. I didn't know he did a practicum there. Yes, no, that's so, so, that's, so and that often happens yeah. at a station. It's like, well, who's here? And yeah. who, who who needs the less training? I mean, I could tell at that point you worked hard and you were talented and you were funny. Yeah. So I, I've always I, – I, I would never want to say I feel bad for not hiring you because Kevin Jesus was a great colleague. Yeah. He's still a guy I He's a great dude. He's yeah. an awesome guy. I worked some Golden Bears games with Kevin. Knows a surprising am- amount about Portuguese soccer. An alarming really? amount. <laughs> well, you know what? I would not have fit that bill. <laughs> I promise you that. Well, but, yeah, no, the, the only reason – the reason I was really bitter is because one of my – like, the best man at my eventual wedding was working in master control at the time. And oh, we really? were going to live together in Lloyd. Well, who was that? Uh, Ryan Bachmeyer was his name. Oh, wow. And he was just doing, like – yeah, you know, they used to be like tapes, right? And he yeah, was yeah, he yeah. was doing that at the time. So he was all excited. He goes, "We can live together," and and then it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, a lot so. of people needed roommates in Lloyd, yeah. given the wage. You, you know, yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is that like uh, Ryan, I call him Boom. He was just like. Kevin G's is going to be my mortal enemy. And then he called me like three months later. He goes, I really like Kevin. He's a really yeah, he's nice guy. Nice. I said, oh, yeah. yeah and and now that I've got to know and him. Plus, it makes, it, it makes me feel better that Kevin is still working in broadcasting. Yeah. And... Uh, no, was he? No, he wasn't in Red Deer when Red Deer shut down. Speaking of station shutting down, I don't think he was. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, yeah. but he's still. So it's not like I hired some pots that. <laughs> no, that's quit, right. Quit eight yeah, you later. made a good call, man. <laughs> it's just funny. It's a small world. Yeah, right? like, and, yeah. and, and you you probably better off for not having had me as a mentor <laughs> at any point. All right, Dustin Nielsen is here. We're gonna call a quick timeout. It's Inside Sports on Chet. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. The Elks this week at 7.30. Dave Campbell's going to be hosting it this week. And the Elks play on Saturday against the BC Lions. Countdown to kickoff at 3.30 here on 6.30, Chet. The game is at 5. Uh, CFL play-by-play voice Dustin Nielsen joining me in studio. And, of course, as he was telling you, 14 years as the uh, morning show host on TSN. 1260. Uh, really good to see you. We were talking about uh, you applying for the job in Lloyd Minster when I was <laughs> when I was the sports director. So, now, where did the play-by-play start for you? Uh, I guess you know I start. I did the college men's basketball games when I was in broadcast school, and then from there, I, I worked briefly in High Prairie, and then. Um, AnySportAnytime.com with John Short was my first like sort of full-time play-by-play gig. So I moved down here and I would do ACAC and a uh, little bit of AJHL. And I I do it. I work at Save on Foods in the morning and then I go call hockey games at night. Really? Yeah, and I did that for a year. And then when hockey season ended, I went down to Lethbridge marketing for the baseball team down there did a little bit of play-by-play for baseball then came back up here and uh, did that for like half a year but then they they shut down and i think the guys that's when they moved from cjca over to cfrn at the time and they shut down any sport anytime so then i went back to lethbridge did color on the lethbridge hurricanes for a year which was cool nice and then we lost the rights there so i almost got into radio sales i was like this close because i was like i don't want to just read news anymore yeah and then uh one of my old bosses was working in calgary he knew a guy in ford mac and they needed a play-by-play voice for the oil barons so he kind of called me out of the blue and was like, do you want to move to Fort McMurray? So, okay, so what I, I years did. did you do those games? Uh, 2007 and 2008. Okay. They had good teams. Yeah, well, they were usually good because yeah. I left Lloyd in 2007. Okay, yeah. Uh, but did, was Gord still called? Oh, yeah, yeah. Gordy came to my Gord, wedding. Oh, nice. Yeah, Gord Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah. So he was up there for the both two years. And then when I got offered the job down here, uh, and I originally applied down here to do, like, the night show. And they called me and they're like, do you want to do the morning? So I was just like... Yeah, no, sure. Yeah. So, but I went. I remember I went to Gord Thibodeau's office because we became super tight. And I said, "What do you think, Gordy?" He goes, "I love that station. You have to go because yeah. I loved doing the play-by-play up there." And they told me when I came down here, they're like, "You know, probably signals the end of the play-by-play for you to be the morning guy." And in my mind, I was like, "That's okay." But or I told them that was okay. But in my mind, I was like, "I'll find another way." And then I did Bears for like ten years, right? So ten years of Bears hockey and football. Yeah, both. And it, so they offered me the hockey job because uh, Corey got the Oil King job yes right so they needed somebody so they and i wanted to do the hockey because that's all i'd done and they said well can you do the football too and i said well if i have to like i haven't done a lot of football it was only four games so i kind of was like yes okay i'll do the football and i'd never done football before and now i have a football career doing play-by-play which is just really bizarre to me you know your schedule for the whole season uh yeah 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 pretty much it's busy right now 
in the summer, like I've got, I only have the Edmonton game this week, and then it's two games a weekend through Labor Day, and then it's one with a couple more twos, and then I'll do like the West semis and the West final. So you're, maybe you won't like this question, but Rod Smith is the guy. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Would you be the number two guy? Yeah, I think I would be the number two. Yeah, Rod's kind of, he calls a great cup. Yeah. And I think I would be next in line to call the great cup. But, I mean, to be honest with you, like, to me, nothing against the East. And they got some good teams over there this year. But to me, the heartbeat of the CFL is in the West. Yes. And I get to do all the West games. So I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, if to you do the West you. semi and the West final, you're usually getting pretty exciting I, games. Yeah, like the West final outside of the Great Cup itself, the West final is the second highest rated game of the year. So, uh, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do those two this year. So I was – Dave and I were showing Brendan Escott some games from, 1990, from the 1990s, playoff games. Yeah. We, we started by showing him the Darren Flutie catch for BC to up, upset Calgary in the blizzard in 94. Yeah, right over the middle, right? Like, yes. wasn't it like, he just yeah. Thought, he, he was supposed to run deep in the end zone, and then he's just like, I'm open. And, and boom, hit him, yeah. McManus hit him with the ball. That was after Ray Alexander blocked the field goal that would have made it a nine-point game. That touchdown is one of the most memorable. I grew up in BC. Yeah. So that's one that really stands out to me. But I say to Escott, this is... This is what I love about the CFL, these West final games. You know, it's like 4.45 in the afternoon. It's pitch black. Oh, yeah. It's snow. <laughs> Freezing. Tie <laughs> game. You know, or one-point game yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that, that's awesome you get to do that. Well, I, I, I've said this to you before. I hope you get to do a great cup someday or many of them. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Me too. I, uh, I think I'm trending in that direction. So, you know, well, Rod's not going to work forever. Yeah, that yeah, that's right. He's not going to work forever. I've got a few good years left under my belt. So, that would be pretty special. To like I I always tell people like love Chris Cuthbert. Yeah. My favorite, my hero, my goat, and I got to replace him in the CFL in the West, which is what he did, right? So, that's kind of a dream come true. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, I love. So it. is this with a lot, you? A lot of us look at left at Captain. Okay, settle down. <laughs> no, buddy, this is really fun. Well, it is really fun. Yeah. You're stay. You're, we're making you stay longer. You're staying till after seven. Okay. Did I tell you that or not? No, you didn't tell yeah, me. You're staying till seven. Oh, well, then I don't have to say those nice things yet. No, we, oh, you don't perfect. Really to say them at all. Uh, Dustin Nielsen is here, and we're talking about football and uh, broadcasting and life and job rejection <laughs> and, all, and all, sorts of, all sorts of fun stuff. It's Inside Sports on 6:30, Chad.